Good Chat Media acknowledges the traditional owners of the land where we work, live and record, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay our respects to elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hey, I'm Cass, the founder of podcast production agency Good Chat Media, and welcome to Good Chats. Good Chats is a podcast with a holistic approach to business and marketing, and with the help of some super special people, I'll be spilling all the secrets about boosting your brand, building credibility, and connecting with community through podcasting. Let's get into the episode. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Good Chats with Cass. Today, I have a very special guest, my friend, Darby Linden. She is here to talk about all things brand strategy in your business, and it is freaking juicy. Darby is a brand strategist and content marketer, passionate about turning great businesses into irresistible brands. Throughout her career, Darby has worked on marketing and brand strategies for some of Australia's leading travel, property, and retail brands. A hurdle she continued to face in the marketing world was trying to support clients who were unclear on their brand strategy. They were unsure of their target audience, confused about how to communicate, and didn't know what made their brand unique. Now in her consulting business, Darby helps her clients get crystal clear on their brand strategies so that they can create effective marketing campaigns, connect with their audience on a deeper level and have fun doing it. And this episode was so fun hanging out with Darby to the point where we got off and I was like, how do we collaborate? We need to do something. Anyway, here's the chat. Hi, Darby. Hey, Cass. (laughs) Thanks for joining me on today's episode. We're going to talk about brand strategy and how podcasts fit into that. First of all, what's been going on? What's been happening in your business, your podcast? Tell me all the things. Yes, I love podcasting, so I'm really excited to talk about that today and how it all ties into the branding world. But yeah, podcast is going well. How many episodes have I done? Maybe 26, about that? Yeah, going well. At the point of this recording. So yeah, loving it. So excited to talk about all the things today. Yeah, well, let's just dive straight in. Mm-hmm. Why is it important for a business to have a brand strategy? And what does that actually brand strategy look like? So I guess consumers these days are so overwhelmed by everything that's going on. They're just flooded with marketing messages all day, every day, as I'm sure you can appreciate as well, you know, social media, but also in your inbox, in the real world, there's just thousands of brands competing for everyone's attention. So it's really not easy for brands to stand out these days and Mm. cut through the noise and create those really deep connections with their customers. And customers have the power. There are so many brands to choose from and they're going to choose brands that really align with their values and their personality and who they vibe with. So they're not going to settle. And that's why it's really important to have a brand strategy so that businesses know how they can actually make those meaningful connections with their customers and really stand out from the crowd. And that's why brand strategy is really important. A lot of people think they need a marketing plan, Mm. but they actually need to take a step back and think about what they want to be known for, how they want to be perceived by their ideal customers and how they want to communicate and how they're going to get their message out there before they figure out how to amplify it through marketing initiatives as well. So that is why it's important. And I guess what it is, a lot of people don't actually understand what it is until they do a bit of research. And it basically a brand strategy is a plan for how you want people to think and feel and talk about Mm -hmm. your brand. And, you know, in the first few years of business, it's a lot of winging it. A lot of people get excited and they jump into it, do their own website, do their own socials and copywriting, which is awesome and really important at the start to just experiment a bit. But a lot of people get to the stage after a couple of years where 
they're feeling a bit misaligned with what they're doing. Yeah. They're not really proud of their brand. They don't want to create content because they're not really sure what they should say anymore. And they're just in this, I call it like this ick phase because it's yeah. a bit like, <laughs> so they get to that point and that's where it's really important to knuckle down on a brand strategy yeah. and really understand, you know, how they want to grow their brand and take it to the next level and really start having an impact. I mean, a lot of people that I work with, they really want to have an impact in some way or another, whether mm. that's helping other small business owners or in a not-for-profit sense, but how they can actually make their impact in their own unique way. So yeah, that's what a brand strategy is. Amazing. How to not get an ick about your business. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, it's so normal, like, at the start, like, you and I can both relate to this. You're just kind of winging it. You're doing it. And then, yeah, and then it gets to the point where you're just like, right, I really, I know what I want. I know who I want to work with now. I just need to make it happen. Yeah, definitely. I think when I started my business, I initially was like, let's just get started. And I didn't know that brand really mattered. I thought Mm. when you think of brand or when I thought of brand from an outsider looking in, I thought, you know, like a product. And so when it's like, you know, like a big brand, because I think that's because it's only ever been associated with big brands and brands that are products or Mm. that are product-based businesses is what I should say. So like when they talk about Coca-Cola and it's like, so that's why I never associated with my business because I'm like, well, I'm not at Coca-Cola phase. So why do I need to like really Mm -hmm. care about it? But honestly, if anyone right now is not really caring about their brand, (laughs) freaking start caring about it because that is the whole business. And you Mm. don't realize until you realize, and then you're like, oh, I've got some work to do on that. And through that, you help people with brand therapy for their business. (laughs) What does that look like? Brand strategy projects are big. Like we go deep into consumer psychology and what we want to really create with a brand. But brand therapy is a one-on-one session where we just dive into a particular problem that someone Mm. might be having at a certain point. So maybe they're all of a sudden really confused about their ideal customer and we unpack that on a deeper level. So more of a one-hour session where we can really dive into one specific problem that they're having because branding evolves over time, things change, and you really need to be tapping into it all the time. It's not something you refresh every five years. You need to be continually growing your brand and making sure that you are in line with what messages you're putting out there and how you're communicating because it's so easy to just drop the ball Mm -hmm. when other things get in the way. But as you say, it's so important in building those relationships. And yeah, I'm sure like with your new brand, I'm sure you've really experienced the power of like confidence and what actually happens when you own something that you're really proud of because I love what you've done with your new brand. (laughs) Yeah, I actually, when you were talking about it before, I was like, oh shit, yeah, I felt exactly like that. Like I wasn't proud of what I was doing when I was in the freelance space and I wasn't like I loved the work that I was doing but I felt like my brand as a freelancer didn't really make sense anymore and so I was not putting myself out there I wasn't talking to anyone I wasn't you know I wasn't standing in front of people being like this is me this is what I do but now that I have actually gone through and like been like okay what actually is this business what is who am I talking to what are their pain points what do they need And then how do I want to make it look and feel? Now I'm like, hey, (laughs) here I am. Let's do this. Like it makes more sense. And it actually is like a really good thing for the business owner to have that confidence to be able to speak about their business because you can do really good work, but 
the brand not make sense. And I think mm. that's where it doesn't align. And mm. now looking at it, other businesses, not that I'm judging other businesses, but I look at other people's things. And if it's foggy, I think because of my own like experience of being foggy, if I look at it at being foggy, I'm like, they need to switch that up because they don't, they're not presenting who they are, what they're doing mm. as in a confident way. Yes. And I notice it, especially, you know, in a networking event, for example, yeah. when you ask someone, oh, hey, what do you do? And they're like, X, Y, Z, what do you do? Like they're yep. not confident in their message. And that is a really common thing when I'm meeting people. Like I love networking like you do yeah. and going on one roof Zooms or whatever it is. And yeah. you can just tell when someone is unsure about their brand from yeah. the first second where they're like, oh, crap, I have to talk about this again. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like also when you're presenting with confidence, it builds the trust. Mm. like you're able to be like, oh, they know what they're talking about. Cool. Like uh, they knew what they were talking about. So I'm going to go talk to them where if someone doesn't show up with that confidence of knowing what they do and and what they're about, they're not going to be the front of mind person to go to when it comes to, you know, podcasting say or, you know, social media, because you're going to be like, I don't know if they were super confident about what they were doing or maybe they just weren't really happy in what they were doing and Mm. that's okay. But maybe I'll just go with someone else who is. Yes. And especially for, you know, medium to high price services, you want someone who's really confident in what they're doing. And if that comes across in, you know, the passion that they have and the confidence in how they communicate what they do, like subconsciously, you just feel more confident in their skills. Yeah. Also, yeah. you're like, yeah, I w- you tell me. I will believe anything you say yeah. because you, you're confident in what you're talking about. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Confidence is so powerful. <laughs> totally. And with the brand strategy, how does a podcast as a master form of content, how does that fit into a brand strategy? Yeah, so with the brand strategy, firstly, you know, there are a couple of elements, but the first one is getting clear on your ideal customers and clients. Mm. So a lot of people think that building a brand is about the brand, but it's mostly about who you're supporting and Mm. your potential clients. So working on that and diving deeper into understanding them on a whole nother level, not just demographics, but their mindset, their consumer psychology, what they need help with, their core desires, all of those things. Mm. Then it comes down to how you can build a brand to help support them. So not only unpacking, you know, your brand DNA and your vision and your values, but also crafting elements to support them. So the way you communicate, your brand personality, your key messaging and making sure that communication piece is really clear. Mm. From there, once you're kind of clear on your brand, your customers and how you're going to communicate with them, it's then about how you can get your brand out there and amplify it. And that's where marketing and podcasting, for example, comes in. So if you're someone during the brand strategy process, you realize that your ideal clients listen to podcasts. Mm. And if part of your brand strategy is how you want to be perceived is to be a leader in your space, then yes, it would make sense to do a podcast. That's one example. So it's firstly understanding the strategy and then how you can amplify that message through podcasting, which... A lot of people now are becoming you know, aware of how important and powerful yeah. podcasting can be to actually get a message out there, especially for service providers who want to be known as a leader in their space. Yeah, for sure. And how does tone of voice through your brand play a part into the podcast? Yeah, tone of voice is such an interesting one, especially for service providers because yeah. I think, you know, on the podcast you have to sound 
like you. Yeah. It's so weird if you sounded different to what you sounded in real life and people were trying to sound super professional on a podcast, <laughs> but they're super chill in real life. Yeah. So I think with the brand strategy, we go through the process of defining what the tone of voice looks like. And a lot of the time it's unpacking the voice of the service provider, mm. you know, what words they used, if they're relaxed, are they fun, are they super professional and those buzzwords. So for example, my podcast is called Brand Chats and mm-hmm. I love using the word chats like in my email signature. Usually I say chat soon and it's just a word I use. It's rather than saying conversation or episode, I'm always like in this chat. So that's kind of a word that comes through in my tone of voice and my messaging and that feeds through to not only the podcast name but making sure that these messages are in the intro and outro and that your key messaging on how you help people and your elevator pitch, it's all smooth and in line with the strategy that you've created and making sure it's all on brand. So again, I think it's just about unpacking what that looks like for you and making sure it's authentic to what you're doing because at the end of the day, people want to be seeing what you're hearing about on the podcast and then jumping into a meeting and knowing, like feeling like they already know who you are. Yeah. I love that feeling when you meet someone, you're like, it's all right. I already know who you are. I know that this is going to be fun. I actually got very humbled by my boyfriend who was like, you sound very different on the podcast. And I was like, yeah, all right. Well, I got to be a little bit more professional. (laughs) Yeah, true. It's still a business, my love. (laughs) Exactly. You do have to be professional. Like I wouldn't be dropping too many swear words here and there, for example, but getting that balance between professional and real. Yeah, it can still be that fun. I always like associate it with my brand as like I call it like business casual. Yeah. It doesn't have to be super professional. I think with podcasting, it's like talk to your audience like you're talking to them on a call. Like Mm. you would be talking to a friend. Just be natural and not have to be like, hi, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And like even now it feels like I'm just on a Zoom with you. It doesn't feel like we're recording something super fantastic. Like it feels very natural like we're having a conversation as two professionals. Yeah. So I don't think people need to get too caught up. And your podcast, how has that helped with the growth of your personal brand and your business? Yeah, it's honestly been a game changer. Like I think the biggest thing for me has been building credibility and trust and it's been such a good way for people to listen to the types of conversations and topics that I can help them with Mm. and also helping them get a taste for my vibe and what I'm all about before they work with me. And I know that it's now part of my customer journey. So a lot of people will check out my Instagram, but if they want to do a big project with me, they'll usually listen to the podcast, binge it, and then they'll say to me, oh, I've been listening to the podcast. I've been following you. Like, let's do this. And by then they're raring to go. So, you know, building those relationships so naturally without having to then jump on a sales call and have to pitch yourself because you have already shared so much expertise in the podcast. So that has been a huge one for me and getting that feedback from clients has been awesome. And I think, yeah, that's really important for a lot of service providers who are coaches and mentors and, as I said, selling those higher-end offers. Mm. Because it's a lot of money to invest in someone if you don't know much about them. Yeah. And that's what I know when I've invested money in people. I always listen to their podcasts. Like I want to know what they talk about. I want to know what it would be like to be their client. So that's something that I just knew I wanted to do for that reason as well. And the other thing 
is I've just noticed a lot of people are just impressed by the fact that I have a podcast. They're like, wow, that's so cool. And it kind of automatically puts me as a leader in my space because mm-hmm. not everyone has a podcast. You know, most people have social media and yeah. it's easy to set up another social media account. But to set up a podcast is something really impressive to a lot of people. So it has really helped in that sense build my reputation and authority, I guess. Hell yeah, yeah, it has. Love (laughs) podcasting. (laughs) I literally was like, this is the the snippet. This is where it is. (laughs) Yep, good, done. (laughs) Cut. (laughs) We're done. That's all we needed. No, that's so good. I think it's really cool how you were saying like you use it as part of the funnel. That's Mm. a really interesting way because we think of like part of the marketing funnel, there's free information. So you'd go to a blog or you could go to their socials and look at things like that. But having a podcast, it's just so much more personal and it feels like you're having a one-on-one conversation because like even right Mm. now, as you said, it feels like we're just chatting to each other about it and it feels like this is what we would normally talk about anyway. (laughs) But a lot of the time you're wearing headphones as well. So like kind of the psychology of putting on headphones is very Mm. personal. So you're like in your zone. So to be able to have that access to someone's personal time, I guess, Mm. it's so interesting and it's amazing how that can convert people when the content is really good. Yes. And I think, you know, everyone bangs on about video, which is obviously still important, but people are scrolling videos while they're watching TV, while they're brushing their teeth. Like they're still out of it in Mm. terms of all the other distractions, but with a podcast, like I always listen when I'm on a walk and there's nothing else to do except listen. You can't really listen to a podcast and do other things at the same time. So that's why people put all their energy into it. Whereas video is becoming a lot more do it at the same time as Mm. something else. So- yeah, I actually, I've every time I try and listen to, I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts anymore just because I'm constantly working with them. But if I ever go to listen to them, I like interviews. Like I was like mm-hmm. when we were younger, watched interviews on YouTube. So yeah. I love interviews now with like celebrities and stuff like that, listening to like what they're talking about because it mm-hmm. is that insider knowledge into their life that you would never get on, you know, any any show that they do or, you know, it's mm. just behind the scenes and I love that. But I can't do it while I do anything else. If I'm trying to do like even admin stuff in the business, I can listen to music and have that because it's kind of zone out, as you said. Mm. But with podcasts, I'm like, oh, no, I actually I, I can't hear what they're saying when I'm typing other words. But yeah. when you've got nothing out, like you're not consuming anything else, I think that's what it mm. is. So you could be walking the dog or driving to work or you could be cooking dinner or something like that where you're not focusing purely on something else. It's kind of automatic things that you normally do or subconscious yeah. things maybe. Subconsciously, you know, you know how you get in the car and you're like, how did I get here? I didn't even realise like I was driving. <laughs> so they're beautiful times to listen to it and it's really good to get into those like I listen to audiobooks a lot when I'm driving mm-hmm. because I feel like that's the only time I can actually concentrate on it yeah yeah so yeah no it is quite special being able to capture someone's like complete focus yeah so, absolutely yeah, so cool so cool <laughs> and if someone was new to podcasting or about to start their podcast what advice would you give to them being almost 30 episodes mm-hmm. into your podcast yeah I think just do it. Like some people put it on their bucket list. Like so many people said to me, oh, you're doing a podcast. Like I I want to do that one day. I'm like, well, just do it. Mm. <laughs> like it's something that people sometimes put in the too hard basket or it's just a one day. But I think just like I th- kind of threw myself in the deep end a bit and 
figured it out and it's actually not as complicated as people think. Yeah. Especially if, A, you're clear on your brand strategy, then it becomes so much easier to create the plan for what you want to create. And B, if you have someone like yourself to support Mm. you and hold your hand and guide you on what you need to be doing because it's, you know, it's not the same as any other platform that you've probably used before, but it doesn't have to be too hard if you have the right people and the right strategy in place. So I think if it's on your list of things you want to do, just do it, like stop overthinking it because it's really not that hard. And there are so many benefits once you get into it and it's so much fun. Yeah, (laughs) it honestly is. Yeah. You get to make new friends and the connection piece in that is actually really interesting as well, because in the, you know, online world, we're not surrounding ourselves with people all the time. So Mm. being able to have like one-on-one in-depth conversations about a topic is really interesting because you're like, oh, Mm. I feel so much more connected to that person. And even like you've never met them. It's like, oh, this is great. Like, oh yeah, I just had a chat with Darby and it was amazing and, you know, whatever. But, you know, if we didn't, we're just always just messaging on Instagram or something, (laughs) you know, it's not having like that in-depth conversation. So you get that connection piece as well. Yeah, totally. And the friendships that you build with people that you chat to on the podcast. And then like from some of the interviews that I've done with podcasting, we've then, you know, done collaborations and Mm. and blog posts and and things because we know the conversation that we're having has depth and we're able to help people through it. So it's building friendships and also like potential opportunities to help work together in the future and support each other. So yeah, so many benefits. So good. (laughs) Now the last thing I do, I'm doing a quick fire round of smash or pass smash being thumbs up pass being put it in the bin okay so i've got five things for you yep are you ready yep smash or pass linkedin pass married at first sight pass sorry i know you love it <laughs> i know i love married at first sight. it's okay it's all right we can still be friends naming your car oh smash oh do you have a name for your car no but i like that no <laughs> I think it's cute. <laughs> Pressing snooze. Pass. iPhone memories. Oh, smash. Love that. Yeah. Sometimes they're really good and then sometimes you're like, I don't need to see my ex-boyfriend in every photo. Like, can we not? Yeah, I'm like, why was I so weird when I was younger? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for coming to chat to the gang about brand strategy been amazing to chat to you. Where can everyone find you and chat to you about brands? So I'm mainly on Instagram at Darby Linden and then my podcast as well, which is Brand Chats. Hell yeah. Yeah. Perfect. We'll put all the links to that so people can have access to your podcast and come say hi. For everyone else, we'll chat to you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. We want to say thanks so much for joining us for another good chat. We would love if you would help us with our 2023 goal to get to 100 ratings and reviews and then send this podcast on to someone who you think will love it just as much. Connect with us on LinkedIn and Instagram at Good Chat Media and we'll chat with you next week. Bye. This podcast was produced by Good Chat Media. 